Hello everybody, on today's news, Miro unveils the new AW Championship belt. We've got news of a trade between NXT and the main roster. We've got all around up from Fighter Fest Night 1. We've got all the forthcomings from Fighter Fest Night 2. And, and Sheamus got engaged! Lovely stuff. I'm Adam Nicholas. And I'm debatably Adam Cleary. <laughs> and this is the news! That is sad. That's why they do it all the time. Yeah, they get that such a high off it, you see. Although maybe it just doesn't eliminate when you're feeling a bit under the weather, mate. It doesn't necessarily eliminate. I felt so. that. I've definitely, I've definitely, felt, I've got something, but we'll push on. Oh, nonetheless, I've just got an excuse in early. That's all. That's it. It's good. I, I don't have an excuse, so when I'm rubbish, we'll just say I'm good. <laughs> but yes, speaking of things that aren't rubbish, let's talk about Miro. Now, this isn't technically new news, but it is technically great news. So let's talk about it. Miro has a brand new AEW Championship belt. Now, for anybody who's paying attention when AEW Dark Elevation was on the other night, you will have noticed a little insert, a promo from Miro where he was talking about being the redeemer, Adam Cleary. It's a oh, great yes. promo. Go and watch yeah, it yes. already. But most notably, in amongst that, there was a little snippet where he revealed a brand new version of the TNT Championship, of course. Now, previously, obviously, we've had a change already from the one that they sort of retired for uh, Brody Lee. And then we got the new one that Darby Allen had. Miro obviously beat him for that belt. It's the black strap with the red detail on, but Miro's new one that he's revealed has a white strap and has green detailing over the belt as well. So a new look for a new, perhaps a new uh, sort of angle, I guess, for Miro. He's going to be the redeemer in AW. It's just so weird seeing him having a nice time, Adam Cleary, and just genuinely being allowed to be good. But this belt... What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I've given up. I've given up on Miro to an extent because all we ever wanted was for him to leave WWE and go to a promotion that could book him correctly, and he did, and nothing happened. And sometimes you've just got to hold your hands up and call it and say, look, maybe it's not their time right now. Maybe they're just their creative juices aren't properly flowing. Maybe it's just not going to work out from here as well. Maybe it couldn't work out anywhere. And then you seemingly click your fingers, and he's now one of the most watchable things on one of the most watchable wrestling shows in the world. However, I know people tune into this for some like searing wrestling insight, but when I saw that belt, I just finished watching the season finale of Loki, and I just thought, uh, ah, nice. because now there's only one thing I'll associate the colour green with forever now, so that's that's my hot take. They should have done a marketing crossover, missed opportunity there, TK, give us a call. But yeah, it's nice, it's nice, and I'm happy for him, always. Yeah, and for anybody else who's interested as well, the Loki season finale was really good. Really good, don't spoil it, don't spoil it. Yeah, really spoilers. good, it was really very, good. very good Marvel. Anyway, what was Marvel Us? was a recent trade between WWE's main roster and NXT. Now, if you cast your minds back just a few days ago, you will remember that Mandy Rose made a, I'm not even going to do the air quotes, shocking appearance on NXT. When somebody from the main roster comes down there and it's not Survivor Series, we ask, what the hell? And Mandy Rose is not exactly even struggling for TV. She's not exactly even prominent, but she's not somebody they've forgotten about on the main roster. So her appearing in the Gigi Dolan and Sarai match seemed quite exciting. We were like, ooh, what the hell? There was some reports yesterday that she had been traded from NXT, to, from the main roster to NXT. But the problem with the word trade is it invites the question, well, what did the main roster get back for that? And apparently, today's story, according to PW Insider, is that they got Aaliyah for that. Now, if you cast your mind back to the exact same show, you will remember her turning on Robert Stone, which we thought was leading to a new story. Perhaps she was going on her own. Well, she is. She's just going to Raw, Adam Nicholas. Yes, she is. And it's a weird one, this, because you and I have both had stints where we've done the videos for Boardwalk Culture, re reviewing NXT every week. Of course, Gareth Morgan does an excellent version of that. Currently, go and see that. It's on our YouTube channel. And it's 
I've literally watched it for so long, seeing Aaliyah progress all this way and how obviously she was one of, mm. for a little while, quite a few names that had just stayed in NXT for quite some time. You weren't ever sure, but she was always getting better. Piece by piece, she was always getting better. Now, I know a lot of people will say it shouldn't take somebody that long, but everybody's journey is different. And honestly, genuinely, the sort of pop and the you deserve it that she got from the NXT universe on the night really kind of sums it up. Anybody who's been there, particularly those people who will have been in the building as well, who were literally there back in the full seal days, We'll know that this this woman has worked her arse off. And I guess, look, we know it might not be the best thing going to the main roster. It's not got a great track record, but still some recognition for the hard work she's put in nonetheless. I mean, there is a very old expression. It does not matter how slow you go, so long as you keep going. And I can tell you, I pretty much covered from Aaliyah's, like, not a debut. She'd been in the company before I started doing the review shows. But when she was finally getting a bit of TV time, mm. a bit of character work, right from the start of that, all the way up until... I stopped doing the show. She kept going. Like, the Robert Stone stuff was very hit and miss. Her matches were very hit and miss. But as it went on, the hits became more frequent and the misses became less obvious. And you would struggle to argue she's not been one of the most improved people over its entire time on the USA Network. Is that that a big claim? She's been there the longest. Yeah. And look where she's getting. No, I think she's definitely been one of the most improved the entire time. I, I would say that. so. And the amount of talent that she's probably put over that have ended mm. up becoming your personal favourites, I think you are quite a lot, even if you might not like her as a wrestler. But nevertheless, you do need them people in a company. Let's move from NXT, move across to AEW. Ooh, the weddings in Ambrose. Remember them back in the day? That was a good time, wasn't it? Um, Fighter Fest, though. Night one took place uh, last night. And of course, we have all the notables from it, including two title stores. Stories, Adam Cleary, the first of which is a title change. Oh, we love a title change with fans back in the building as well. Who doesn't like it? Well, last night, absolute Ricky Starks defeated Brian Cage for the FTW Championship. This is mad, this. And I have to say, the reaction from the crowd of the night was massive. Is it because they haven't been there for a while? Is it because Ricky Starks is great? Is it because this was just quite well done? Who knows? Either way, it got a big old pop. But... To quote the Beatles, Adam Cleary, he needed a little help from his friends. Oh, very good. Very good. Because Brian Cage was about to finish him off, but a distraction from Hook on the outside distracted the referee. And then Will Hobbs smashed Brian Cage in the face with the belt, at which point Ricky Starks gets the spear, gets the pin, and the crowd goes wild. Adam Cleary, huge reaction for that. But before you tell me how you feel about that, Let's just quickly also talk about the other title match that was going on last night. The opener of the night, John Moxley against Carl Anderson for the IWGP US oh. Championship. Oh. Let me tell you, when Machine Gun Carl Anderson turns up for a match in a singles match, that man is awesome. This match was amazing. Start of the show, brilliantly kicked everything off the way you'd won. Shades of Carl Anderson in New Japan when he was in the G1 Climax in 2012 and got all the way at the finals. He's so good. He just... You don't understand, he chooses sometimes to just dick around because that's what he can do as well. But unfortunately, he didn't get the win last night. John Moxley retained his belt. A great match nonetheless, though. Adam Cleaver, your thoughts on two great title matches? I just, I'm just i kind of exposing myself a bit here. I'm going to get pelted with this, but it took me a while. After Ricky Stark's introduction to AEW, it genuinely took mm. a while for my brain to register that he was a wrestler. Not because yeah. of anything he was doing, but because the way he was talked about in The Office. I mean, the Office is just, you know, that's what it looks has just been me and he said, the way he was talked about so effusively with praise, I genuinely, because I was only half listening, thought mm. Ricky Starks meant like, I thought it was slang for something good. Like, oh, <laughs> that was absolutely Ricky Starks, that. So when I saw him on a poster, I was like, oh, that's cool. That guy's like, that guy's got the name of the meme. And then I discovered, no, the guy, <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted for him. 
Um, even through osmosis, it's been very easy to pick up how beloved he is by the AEW fans, how talented he is in the ring, and another success story of someone they've not plucked from nothing or obscurity, but certainly given the biggest platform he's had at this stage of his career, I think it's fair to say, and helped elevate him in the process. And, well, I mean, you've already mentioned there John Moxley in the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Would it be remiss of me to move on to a slightly other story, tangentially related to John Moxley in the IWGP Championship? Well then... My friend, we have four matches currently announced for Fighter Fest Night 2, which is, of course, next week. It's not tonight. Don't mess up wee body clock. Don't order more snacks in. <laughs> night 1 and Night 2 are a week apart, even though it's technically Night 1 and Night 8, but we're not, we're not going to get into that. John Moxley will be defending his IWGP US Championship against Lance Archer. Oh, it's not done. not done. In a Texas death match. Now, I am from Texas. But I have been at a WWE show when they've done a Newcastle deathmatch. So I can sort of extrapolate one from the other. I think the difference is going to be, in a Texas deathmatch, you can hit each other with frozen steaks. In a Newcastle deathmatch, you can hit each other with frozen steak bakes. I think that's the difference. Four people will, four people will like that yeah. joke. And to all four of them, thank you. Thank you for your pity laugh. Anyway, other than that, we've got Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship. Rub your hands together. We've got Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears. Spears... Can use a chair in this match. That's a stipulation. Jericho cannot. Uh, uh, to hit, hit him with one presumes, not just to catch a breather <laughs> with increased lung capacity because he's not sat on the floor. Uh, we'll see how that one plays out. And Orange Cassidy will take on the Blade. Which I thought, I will say again, when I initially, when I was initially introduced to the Blade all those many years ago, I thought mm -hmm. that name would age as badly as the Edge in U2 has. <laughs> I thought either you have to be Blade or you have to have a proper, like Edge. If Edge was yeah. the Edge, he'd be lame, because the Edge from you too is very lame. I thought the Blade would be incredibly lame, and here we are. I, I wouldn't die for that, man, but I consider it. They're both real, real great as well. Butch the and Blade, they're, they're both excellent, man. They're real dudes. The gimmick's good. The look's good. Everything's great. Who couldn't like them? Honestly, the Fighter Fest Night 1 was good. If Fighter Fest Night 2 was anywhere near as good as with the sort of quality delivered, then I think people are going to be relatively happy. And also, John Moxie, please don't die. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you know, got the little just one at home now. Just, now. Come on, poor Renee is going to be sitting at home trying to multitask, like watching you being an idiot. Texas Deathmatch as well. For anybody, they did have one of these, of course, in New Japan uh, between Moxie and Lance Archer. And it was not pretty. Let me tell you, it was great, but it wasn't pretty, man. It was tasking, to say the least. I'm sure I, it will be just the same. I know the critics will say that should have been my point of reference for this particular match, and not the Newcastle death match I saw between Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho in Newcastle. However, to them I say, tough. tough. It was really good. It was really good. To them I say, forget about it. I've got to be honest, the whole time you were talking about that Newcastle death match, I was thinking, what frozen item of food is he going to be talking about? And what connects to the steak? And sure enough, the steak bake. I should have seen it coming. Oh, shout out, Gregs. We love you with all our heart. Return anyway. Off, return off calls, Gregs. Please. <laughs> please. Please. I've got, follow back. I've got the full follow back from Gregs. I'm just waiting for the return phone call. Reply to our DMs. Stop leaving us on scene, goddamn. We have vegans on the staff. What more do you want? This is true. But let's talk about something wholesome now. Um, Adam Cleary, Seamus got engaged. Weirdly, I've got to say, weirdly, weirdly. Yeah. I know people are like, oh, I don't care about marriage and gossip and stuff. <laughs> I woke up, Fighter Fest was last night, and there was a whole host of WWE news. The first thing I do in the morning, but second thing I do in the morning after I kick out the High Street Honey and the Playboy Bunny from my room is check the timeline, right? And the first thing I saw, the first wrestling-related story I saw wasn't the Fighter Fest, 
wasn't all the stuff about how exciting the Elite match is going to be, which I've forgotten to mention. I'm going to circle back to you in just a second. It was the Chamber Cigar engaged. People seem genuinely made up for him because he's such a lovely fella. So I, too, am made up for him because he seems like a lovely fella. Indeed. It sounds like he had a lovely time doing it as well because, you know what it is, I think he obviously goes under the radar quite often, Seamus, in WWE. A lot of people just kind of take him for granted, maybe don't give him the props that he deserves. It's just nice to see good things happening for him. He's engaged over, it says, yeah, he engaged at the Cliffs of Moa in Ireland this past week. Which... Did you see the picture? Did you see the picture? I have not yet seen the picture. Right, when you got... see the picture. Oh, no, again, not to localise it too much. Two of them, yeah. I have seen that, I've seen that right. picture. Not yeah. to localise it too much in Newcastle again. I'm aware that the vast majority of our audience have never been here. That's genuinely, I thought that was time out priori when I first saw it. It's, it's spit <laughs> yeah. of the coast time time out. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, see this is here. Funnily enough, I was just there the other day, and that does look exactly it's like that. that. If you've never heard of Time Mouth Priory, give that a go. Maybe come visit it when you're allowed to do something. When you're finally allowed to do just that. Yeah, so what a nice way to end it. Go on. Well, well before we end it, I just back, quickly, quickly circle back. Uh, this isn't announced for Fighter Fest, which is why I didn't mention it in the roundup of forthcoming Fighter Fest. But at some stage in the future, somewhere down the line, the Kenny Omega Adam Page rivalry will come to a head. And I think it's fair to say this is a perfectly booked next step in this story as Paige and the Dark Order will take on the super elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks with complex and fascinating stipulations. If you've got a pen and pencil, find some paper and then jot You need, you've got Adam Page is already the number one contender for the AEW Championship. He has that. He's got that. That's locked in. However, the Dark Order are not the number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team Championship. So in this three-on-three match, elimination I should add, what will happen is, if Paige and the Dark Order are successful, then Paige will retain his number one contendership shot somewhere down the line, and the Dark Order will get a number one contendership shot somewhere down the line. If the Super Elite are victorious, then Paige cannot challenge for the AEW Championship, regardless of the fact he's number one in the ranking. So that's Paige's, Paige's number one contendership spot's on the line, and the contendership spot for the Dark Order is on the line. I think that's, I'm not, you can't see under about here, <laughs> but if you could, there's been a significant change in my physique. I imagine, as I edit this video, I will hear the thud of the, <laughs> on the table below. <laughs> It'd be something to behold. But, Adam, that is all of our news for today, and unfortunately, would you look at that, we've run out of time, oh. so we don't have time for any Twitter questions, unless you happen to pull some out of your ear. At this exact moment, I believe we don't have any today, do we? I've got, I've got, I've got loads of Twitter questions, but they're not related to wrestling. <laughs> what just, questions about Twitter? Where's no, just, your just, blue just, people, people have asked me if I'm coming to several conventions, and I'm just like, no. But none of them are wrestling conventions, so it's not relevant here. Well, if you are watching, good. though, and you ask me if I'm going to Trek Fest, then I'm not. No. <laughs> no. It's in October, and I will not feel particularly comfortable. You would like to go, though, I think. I would love to go. Yeah. I would love to go absolutely anywhere and reconnect with people. But look at me. Look at me. I'm disease-laden. I should know. I can't be planning this stuff. Look at me. It got me. Right. It got me, mate. Well, before you pass out and before too many people oh, wipe too many fingers so. at us for being rubbish at the news and not really doing what we're supposed to do, uh, thank you for joining us for today's issue of the news. The, the news. news. Uh, as always, you can follow What Culture on Twitter at What Culture WWE. You can go and read all of those articles at WhatCulture.com forward slash WWE. Or if you'd like to follow either of your hosts, you can do just that. You can follow me at It's Adam Nicholas or you can follow Adam Cleary. Get me at Adam Cleary, I forgot that, C-L-E-R-Y. It'll just be self-pitying and Love Island for the next week or so, so just, just a heads up. 
And they aren't mutually exclusive either. They are, of course, well, kind of separate. Are. Well, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, no more Euros to tweet about, so maybe I'll tweet about <laughs> some rest of this stuff. Fine. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.